Hanley Armagh, Caroline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right team. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Night Podcast. This is our review show, and we're looking back at the Armand Throne game from the weekend. And joining me to do so is former Armagh and Cross McGlenn star, um, Aaron Kiernan. So, Aaron, great to have you on again, um, coming on the show to talk about the Armagh game once again. Um, I suppose from the weekend, not the result Armagh wanted, um, positive in parts. And if things had went our way, maybe in the last 20, 25 minutes, could have got a result. But I suppose there is positives to pick out from the game. Yeah, you know, the, the fact that with whatever you say, it was 15, 20 minutes to go, um, we had just scored a goal, created the penalty, um, which obviously, unfortunately, we didn't take. Um, but at that stage, um, from having been at the game, uh, I definitely felt that we were very much the team on the up. And I think the body language of both teams, um, just off the back of the, the penalty miss, completely changed. Uh, I felt that we were starting to get a really good run on thrown. And we looked, we looked very confident um, at that stage. And uh, to be fair, their body language didn't look great um, in terms of even their communication across the field. I was sort of struggling to see where their leadership was going to come from. They all seemed to be just minding their own patches. Um, but yeah, it's just funny how games go. Um, we were definitely in descendancy and they took huge heart uh, off Neil Morgan's penalty save. And to be fair, um, they, they finished very strongly. But I would have thought that it was maybe just a few contributing factors um, towards that in terms of, like I say, not a bit of air momentum. Um, the miss um, psychologically, it would have been a blow to us as well. Uh, and couple that with Rory's black guard, it just happened as well. We had so many injuries in the first half. Um, so uh, it looked like we just we were starting to flag, uh, flag uh, towards the end and run out a bit of steam. Um, but... Uh, yeah, scored two ten again, which is a which is a decent score. But unfortunately, to, to be letting in two fifteen and in Division One, it's it's a harsh lesson to pay. Well, it's disappointing, obviously, not getting the win and not getting the two points that would have helped secure Division One status for at least another season anyway. But um, the fact it's Tyrone and they've really held the upper hand against Armagh for ten years, it was probably tougher to take on. It was, yeah. I was getting even carried away in there once. <clears throat> I seen Rain's great ball into um, Connor Turbot and him finishing it off. Then the penalty comes straight after. I was thinking tables are starting to turn here, hopefully, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, I think we all were, were a bit deflated after it. But um, to, to, to put yourself in the position um, where you know you have the winning lane in sight, and like I say, throwing that in with all the disruption that there was in the first half and, you know, the fact that we're only two weeks into adapting to, to life at the top level after being out of it um, for so long, uh, that in itself is hugely positive. But I think if you look at the, the bigger picture of it, um, I definitely think there, there's so much room for improvement um, collectively and individually uh, across the board with the team and whether that is a matter of um, just lack of match sharpness, um, you know, or lack of match practice um, from from some of the boys, uh, or 
you know, whether it just is the the, the step up to Division One, um, but definitely I, I feel there's scope for scope for improvement, and um, it's another big week ahead. It's a it's a challenging week because it's it's a matter of trying to see who's fit to walk first, uh, and then try and get back out and work on the learnings that we can take out of the weekend because everything's just coming very rapidly and there's just so much pressure um, with, with each game and um, so much riding on it to be honest with you because like I say we'll deal with championship whenever that comes around but the ultimate goal was to get the division one and uh, it flips this year that the ultimate goal is to make sure we stay there um, but again it's, it's, it's in our own hands we have a home game and um, yeah anything's possible yeah, and we'll definitely talk on the injuries and how that's going to impact next week. Um, it's going to have a massive impact, obviously. Um, but just to start, I suppose we'll start from from the uh, beginning of the game. Um, Troon raced into an early lead. Uh, they were 1-3 to one point up straight away. You were thinking, I got memories of 2017 in Croke Park. Um, I think they went 1-5 to not one up that, that time when um, Peter Hart got the goal. But Armagh done well. They, they bring themselves back into it. I think the next score was Jarley O'G's um, goal. And um, I suppose Rain O'Neill showed his unselfishness there to pass the ball across for Jarley O'G to top it in. But um, for such a disaster start, it was good to see Armagh responding well and, and not letting the heads drop. Absolutely. Like I think if you look at the game in a whole, it was the exact opposite of what happened the week before. Um, where in that case against Munnan it was us that started really well and, and they come back into it and like you say definitely whenever they uh, went 1-3 up um, at that stage their body language you could, obviously there was no one else in the ground but they were controlling it all um, shouting, roaring, dictating, organising um, and you know you felt that we were really up against it but you have to say how we reacted and how we worked the goal in particular um, at that stage like Tyrone had an awful lot of men behind the ball um, but a bit of direct running, a bit of a very unselfish play from Rain, like you say. Um, and I'd say what my short time being there with Geezer, the one thing they always talked about at that stage was finishing the run to the end. And I think that's what's going to please him. Charlie Oak started with the ball outside the 45 and kept going. And, and if you look back at it, the three their own defenders that were nearest to him all turned and ball watched towards Rain. And Charlie Oak continued his run to the back post for a simple palm in. Um, it seems like it's simple, you know, but you have to have that bit of drive and desire to get on the end of things. And that, like you said, just give Armagh um, a huge lift. And we went on, it was, you know, score for score um, from then on for the rest of the half. But it definitely it, it, it was needed, um, but it was all created um, by, by our own hard work at that stage. Yeah, it was it was definitely needed and it was crucial to um how the game played out and Armagh getting back on level terms then by half time. But Arn, I want to talk on the concentration maybe of the Armagh players. Is there a tendency maybe to switch off? Um, because we talked about Peter Hart's goal at the start. They let Troon get a run on them. Then straight after half time, Troon got a goal that was ultimately disallowed for a square ball. And then straight after the second water break, Troon got another goal, the Mark Bradley goal. Um, that sort of pushed them on to a winning position. Is there a, a case of maybe a lost concentration or maybe switching off? And in Division 2, maybe that's not seen as much, Division 2 and 3, but in Division 1, you're punished instantly? I would say you're right there. Um, you can't take your eye off the ball for a minute here. Even if the ball doesn't feel like it's anywhere near you, if you're defending, you need to know where your man is. You need to know, am I in a good position here to help out our team? Um, attacking wise you know you have to put maximum pressure that's what the top teams do 
um, you know, all across the field. If you look at your your Kerry's, Dublin, Mayo's, it's the pressure that they have put their opponents on coming out. All you're looking to do is, is slow them up, put doubts in their head. The more you slow up them, uh, your, your opponents while they're attacking, the better position we should be in defensively if and when they do break out. Um, but yeah, that will be concerning for for Kieran. Um, to be the first goal, um, it, it happened off the cuff. To be honest with you, um, you know, it was, it was from a kickout. But from a thrown perspective, they smelled blood straight away. Again, I, I was at the game; I could see it. Like there wasn't a goal on at that stage. But PV Hard, like he breaks from twenty meters behind where Derek Hannafin wins the ball, um, and they were thinking one thing only, and that was the goal. Um, uh, I suppose from a from a perspective of what we've seen an awful lot happening over the weekend, there's so many goals that was got um, between the Donegal Monaghan game, uh, Kerry Dublin, the Armagh game, where it's fist passes over and it's just taken out complete defenders or taken out the last defenders, um, and you have men racing through on goal. You had you had two in the Armagh game, um, was the same thing. It was a fisted ball over the top, but. We've seen the same thing happen in the Donegal, same thing happen in the Kerry. Um, so, you know, maybe again, this is something where you just need to be switched on, you say, completely um, for the entirety uh, and, and always know your bearings from where you are to the goal and your opponent. Um, and they said that seems to be something that a lot of the teams are trying at this stage is, is that we think ball that's going over the top um, and you have one-on-ones going through and keepers. I know we, we spoke about it last week, Aaron, that... You know, Armagh are getting enough men behind the ball to set up a good um, defensive screen of maybe 12 or 13 men back on occasions, but there still is gaps there. Like that Peter Hart one, he run through the centre of the defence um, when for the second goal when Callaghan fisted the ball through. Like there's a lot of space there for Mark Bradley to run into. And um, I know that was just after the water break. Maybe Armagh didn't get a chance to set up properly, but um, it's definitely a concern um, conceding goals like that, especially like, as we said, Division 1 teams are going to punish you. Yeah, well, in, in all those instances for the two goals they got and the one that was disallowed, they were happening from set plays again and, you know, albeit your, your kickouts or your throw-ins. Um, so, if you go back to what just reminded me a bit of those situations is the Owen Merchant's goal in the All-Ireland replay in 2019, you know, where the game's just starting and you say it has to just be a psychological thing where you're you're sort of you're just coming out and you're not completely switched on to to what's happening around you. You're maybe just standing waiting on the you know your four midfielders to go and contest the ball and then we'll see what happens here. Um, but again it's it was a very, very harsh lesson that we learned at the weekend in terms of throw-ins or, or even our own kickouts that we have to be switched on at all times and, and ready to to put the maximum intensity on on the nearest opponent that you can get your hands on. And um, because it cost us two goals at the weekend and could nearly have cost us a, a third where we were sort of lucky enough to get away with it. Um, but again, it, it'll be valuable learnings that we'll have to look into this week. Um, conceding 2-15 is, is not going to be uh, acceptable from the, the management team. And uh, Kieran McKeever, um, you know, he'll be having his own plan in place in terms of defensively how that can be worked on and improved. Um, they don't have a huge amount of time to do it. Um, and there'll be a lot of walkthroughs maybe in training this week, um, you know, because it's more about recovery. But we do need to learn from those because, you know, we're, we're definitely, we have another huge game this weekend um, and it'll be followed up potentially by another the following. Um, so we just need to be learning on our feet um, every opportunity we can get here. And like our defence is going to be limited probably next week, Aaron. We, we touched on the injuries 
Um, not sure about um, James Morgan. I think there's hope for him, maybe that he'll be he'll be fit to play. But it's not looking good for Aidan Falker and Ryan Kendi, who left the ground in crutches. And Potty Burns is um, just can't get a bit of luck. Potty Burns to get her on a game. See, so um, he went off with a hamstring injury again. Big concerns are that like Armagh's bench isn't stacked with defenders either. Um, the boys coming on like Potty Burns come on obviously as a um, he come on as a defender, but I think Ross McQuillan come on one half back. We've been forced to play Kieran O'Hanlon in the defence. It's it's troubling that Armagh have so many defensive injuries. It is. It, it was just getting beyond the joke <laughs> leading up the half times. You know, you get more me. I would hope I just spoke to him briefly at the, the club games yesterday and he, he took a knock the first ball he went for himself and, and Connor Mack and Clyde with each other um, but he's hopefully he'll be okay but yeah definitely I, I'd be very surprised unfortunately um, if both Aidan and Ryan Kennedy um, were able to play this weekend uh, so that both fellas would put themselves out there um, and you know they'll do everything that they can but realistically speaking if it's ankle ligament damage uh, particularly, you might get away with it if you're coasting around the middle of the field or half forward, half back lanes. But if you're if you're an inside defender and you need to be able to turn sharp, um, ankle ligament damage, no matter how much taping you're doing it, unfortunately, I'm not sure you'd be able to protect it. And you see, Paddy Burns, he, he ripped the hamstring right in front of us. Um, unfortunately, you could be looking at another six to eight weeks layout, uh, layoff for him. Um, but do you know we probably know fairly early in the week where we're at um, you had Barry McCambridge who came in you had Ross McQuillan um, who came in uh, Brandy Donaghy was was still um, on the bench um, I, I'm not sure where the likes of Mark Shields and that is at in terms of, of fitness wise or whether he's injured but um, we have a we have a good scope sorry Paul Hughes as well obviously come on who, who has huge experience so if you, if you have the likes of um, Paul Hughes maybe Brandon Donaghy to fit in along with um, new and fresh as it's in Boston Quillen and Barry McCambridge um, we just have to get up and get on with it and one man's loss will be another man's gain Yeah and I suppose it's going to come to the stage that you're going to have to ask these young boys to come in and, and maybe step up the likes of McCambridge come in um, he's well renowned as a, as a good club defender and it was good to see him getting on on, on Saturday evening um, and making the step up and I suppose that's, that's what we're looking isn't it the likes of McCambridge, McQuillan, um, and then like Turbo and Jason Duffy at the other end all make the step up now. And Division One's the place to be doing it, I suppose. Yeah, well, all them boys um, played together, throw in the likes of Ryan as well in the team that made the Ulster on the 21 final a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, so they have progressed through the ranks. And I think you just have to look at Monaghan. Um, where, you know, we'd beaten them last week um, and you probably wouldn't have had a whole pile of hope um, for them. And particularly, we said, the, uh, a very, very young forward line. But James has been stuck with them again because he knows them inside out from dealing with them at underage um, and he knows the quality they possess. But if you keep, well, either you don't give a young fella a chance or you keep pulling them off all the time and not um, showing a bit of faith in them, um, well, you know, the only way you're going to learn is getting a bit of run of games you know, to, to build up your confidence and they've come climatized with that level. Yes, there will be harsh learnings along the way, but if, if they're not in there, you're not going to learn them. And then they, that's our future. Um, they're the next batch of, of good young players we have within the county coming through. And I know that myself from playing against them and, and seeing them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive opportunity for them. I'm sure it gives it a bit of faith in them. 
and it's up to them then to, to go and try and deliver. Um, like There are a few other guys who was around them, um, you know, that for me, for one reason or another, whether it's a lack of game time or whatever, haven't been hitting the heights that we know they're absolutely capable of. And I'm thinking of the likes of Supi and Niall Grimley, um, you know, in particular, that absolutely fantastic footballers up there with as good a footballers as there is across the country. But they say for one reason or another, they're not commanding games the way we come to expect them to do it. Um, it doesn't mean that they're bad footballers. It doesn't mean that they've lost what they have, but it just means we need huge performances for, from them this weekend. Um, and knowing the personality of both those guys, uh, they'll be bullying and they'll be ready to go this week. But if we can get you know, big performances out of the likes of them, and you know, Austin's been going well, Ray and Rory Grugan, um, you know, they've been all ticking along nicely. Um, and, and still, we know ourselves there's more in them. Um, but it, it's, it's your experience, boys, now that we want to really step up this weekend to take control of the game. And it makes it then a wee bit easier on, on the younger lads who are coming in because they're only minding their own patch at that stage and, and trying to do the bit for them. I suppose we'll, we'll move on. You talked about um, Supi Campbell there. I suppose we'll move on to the penalty. Um, and unfortunately, unlike last week where he, he scored it in the first minute, they missed this one that would have put Armagh four points ahead and it was a massive turning point in the game um, there's no point in saying otherwise but um, I'm just interested to get your thoughts on you touched on it there Supi maybe wasn't having the best of games um, he, he wasn't really in the game couldn't really get into it and he, he still had the confidence to step up and hit the penalty which is credit to him but if you were on the line do you want somebody that's not playing well to be hitting that penalty or would you prefer somebody like Rui Grugan who had a good game or maybe the likes of Arian to hit that penalty? To be fair, there, there are times where if you have a, a designated free taker or a penalty taker and they're not having a good game, you might say we maybe hold them off. But Tippi's the type of player that he's just going to step up and do it. You know, he, He's sort of why you could keep out of the game for 60 minutes and he could hit you for one, two or three at the end of it. Um, so... I don't think there was, there was any way he was ever going to shirk the responsibility. Um, it's just, it's unlike him, um, you know, because uh, he's obviously, he's very classy on the ball. And um, we've seen from the week before um, against Rory Began, he, he took this penalty away well. So maybe it was just a case where he was just trying to make sure he connected as well as possible with it um, to, to put it away. But he just never got his place in race. And, you know, it was obviously had a, a good height for Neil Morgan and more centred than the week before. Um, but no, to be fair, if you're if you're a player his stature and, and you're a county captain, um, you, you step up and you take the responsibility. Ashton Pumble would have been very similar for us. He could kick two or three wides, but he'll just keep going again. And um, I think that's just what you what you expect from your top players. And we'll move on to the goal they did get in the um, in the second half, and it was probably the goal of the game um, for so many reasons. Obviously, Rain's pass inside. Turbo's movement um, is we dummy to get past Morgan and rolled into an empty net with his weaker left foot. Um, so many positives about that. We speak about the forwards all the time, Arn, and their forwards play, but you've probably seen Rain do stuff like that numerous times, but to see it on the national stage, it's really a credit to him and how good he is on Turbo as well for the movement inside. Yeah, they, they linked up so well. Um, and again, maybe that's just coming from, from knowing each other um, throughout their underage careers. But um, it, it was like an unbelievable pass because we were just right in the centre of the, the shed side and um, just behind it. Um, but 
while the, the quality of the pass um, was was obviously top drawer, um, Turbo's movement inside was also excellent because he, he'd been leading towards the stand side. And I don't know whether the two guys just, it was a nearly telepathic what they were doing. He must have just given a look because he, he didn't actually point the hand or anything that he was cutting back. It was just the shape of his body language that he was going to cut back towards the goal and, and Ray and whipped it across the body straight into his path. He didn't have to break stride, but to be fair, the turbo, as soon as he got the ball clean in his hands and lifted his head, Ryan, or uh, Neil Morgan was on top of him. Um, but he used to have the composure to, to sidestep him, to steady himself with a bounce and roll it into the net. It, it was fantastic to see. It definitely was a, it was a young fella who was full of confidence. Um, and he said, that's just makes it, if you relive it, it just makes it that wee bit more disappointing because just in general terms, at that stage, you thought like, yeah, we're in business here um, and, and we're going to finish strong. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, it was a, it was a fantastic score. Um, and uh, yeah, it was probably something that we, we could see maybe a wee bit more of um, in terms of uh, getting more game time in the Connor Tour because he definitely looked very lively. And the one thing he knows is where the posts are and they're invaluable in Division 1. And Ryan, I suppose, like he's played in numerous positions for Armagh and for Cross McGlynn as well, midfield, half forward, full forward. Is that his best position, maybe pulling the strings out and giving them wee passes into the likes of a Turbo or Grugan or somebody inside? Or would you rather him maybe inside getting on the end of them scores? Um, yeah, he, he is. He's very silly, say, from you can go from eight to eleven to fourteen. And but personally speaking, I think around the, the half forward line is is where he's at his best because um, he's a physical presence in terms of being able to win his own ball. But he has the creativity and he has the ability to kick from long range. Um, where if you have him on the inside lane, obviously his creativity isn't that much because he's just a finisher. Um, but him kicking a point from 21, 25 metres out, it nearly seems wasted whenever he can he can boom them over from further at the field. So I've never asked him. I, I don't know where he would see as being his best position, but personally speaking, that, that's where I would see him being at his best. And physically, he's so big and so strong. He's got a bit of pace about him um, as well. I, I heard them slagging him. I think he, he clocked well and his GPS stats in terms of speed at the weekend, which he doesn't get credit for uh, either, but um, it was a yeah, it was a tremendous bit of vision from him, and even something simple like the the ball to Jardio, um, you know that was just unselfish. It was doing what exactly was right for the team at that stage, um, and and he had, he had another good game at the weekend, and I think there's the more the likes of him and um the rest of the new faces who've never sampled Division One, the more opportunity they get at this level, um, I think the more you'll see them flourish. And we have sort of touched on um, there earlier on, but like there's so many um, young players coming through the army ranks, and even if you look at the the subs bench, there's a lot of youth on it. Um, you you talked about them boys that played in that under twenty um, us the final a couple of years back. It's good to see them them moving through, and there's a conveyor belt of talent coming through. And I suppose you would have to give credit to like the likes of Kieran McKeever, who has been over the county minors there for the last couple of years. Um, it's good to see the, the youth coming through and hopefully Armagh will be able to stay at this level for the next, you know, eight to ten years with these boys. Yeah, and again, without heaping too much pressure on, on that group that's there at the minute, is your senior team are your shop window, you know, and they're the ones who inspire the next generation to come through. Um, obviously, I, I know myself even from 
growing up, um, like you go back to 99, I was whatever, you're 15, 16 years of age and you're seeing Marmar win an Ulster title for the first time and the euphoria that comes with it. But then you're seeing them competing at national level for continuously for 10 years, you know, and success does breed success. Um, and to see us competing at the top level, um, that's, it, there's no amount of I suppose money or pumping whatever you want into into structure or whatever. If your top team are seen up there at the elite, automatically there's that that gets young people involved within their clubs and gives them aspirations of, of going further. And I think just from um, if not now, it's probably from selfish point of view for those players too as well, and us as supporters, um, you'd love to see them making sure that we retain our Division One status over the next few weeks because I think it's just a huge opportunity missed for us this year in terms of not getting the opportunity to play against your Dublins, your Kerrys, your Galways, um, because again, they're your your glamorous with. Uh, the best well in the world we're probably sick of the sight of playing Ulster teams um, you know you, you can guarantee you're going to do that every year in an Ulster Championship but again it's it's your trip to trip to Killarney trip to Salt Hill down to Croke Park or having the dubs in the ladder grounds is again it's it's a massive draw um, in terms of exciting young people wanting them to to pull on the Armagh jersey um, and then obviously again it's it's what our players want and they want to be competing against the top teams and um, I think that's what just makes the next few weeks that bit more important um, because if we can retain our status, um, you can be guaranteed that every every young fella coming to your development squad, your 17s or, or under 20s at the minute, is they'll want to be making that squad um, and they'll want to be trying to, to get their own shot at um, playing at the top level. And just to finish up, Arne, I suppose it goes without saying how big of a game next week is um, to retain our Division 1 status. It's in our own hands um, depending on the results we're going to probably have to win it um, with the injury list we have it's maybe going to be tough but it is a massive game on and um, maybe a bit of revenge is in their minds as well from last year um, what happened in the Ulster semi-final against Donegal but th- this is going to be a huge game for, for this team this Armagh team this, we talked about this youthful team if they can get over Donegal and keep their Division 1 status that's going to be huge for them Absolutely. Uh, to be fair, if, if I'm a player now, if I was involved in that squad, you have to park the injuries. They're done. They're injured. Those boys are injured. They're not going to be playing. But we have boys who are going to, we're going to have 15 Ironman men playing this week. You know, that's a given. It's up to them to go out and deliver and, and do their role. So <sighs> injuries, far from ideal, but it can't be an excuse. We have time to prepare for it. That's what squads are for. Um, obviously, yes, there are some key men with the likes of Aidan in particular, um, who you know has been probably our main player this past two or three years. But like I said earlier, one man's loss is another man's gain. So we have to get our heads around that um, and, and park it straight away. Um, the also semi-final last year has to be hurting um, for that group of players. Just we literally didn't show up at all. You know, played with no hunger, desire drive, you know, not they didn't deliver on anything that, that you just automatically would have expected from them. Um and and they know that. Um and I'm sure a few clips from that game um and a bit of video analysis this week um won't be too long relighting the fire within within the whole group. Um and, and then like you say it is it's absolutely in our hands um what, what we can do this weekend. They're, Donegal, uh, in one hand, they've scored 18 points against uh, Tyrone. They scored another 120 at the weekend. And I was without Michael Murphy, who was gone after a few minutes. 
So they're scoring heavily um, and attack-wise, um, you know, they're in a good place. But defensively, they were woeful at the weekend. Like, uh, I can't... We bet them in whatever it was, 2010, up across McGlenn in the qualifiers and they were bad that day, but I think defensively, they were even worse the other day. So they couldn't possibly do that bad two weeks in a row, um, but there definitely is, is, is ways to be got at them um, you know, and, and to ask serious questions because whether it was one-on-one situations or whether it was two or three players surrounding Monaghan players, the Monaghan man was still getting through. It's very hard to fix all that in a week if there's genuine issues there. Um, so I would like to see if the Air Division 1 status is in our own hands. Um, we can go after them and, and create problems, surely. Um, I think we're going to need more men ahead of the ball again. We spoke about this last week and it didn't really change in terms of just having the, the one man up front. Um, that's not going to pose huge problems to them because you're basing it on a running game, um, which is what they what suits them perfectly. Um, you know, so if we can get a few more men ahead of the ball um, and, and run directly at goal, um, I definitely think that we can we can cause uh, issues and trouble for them, um, and and they wouldn't have they wouldn't know of maybe the likes of a Ross McQuillan who has serious pace and um, breaking from defence. Um, that's something that Donegal struggled with with Ray McInnesby and Carl O'Connell and both playing half back. So we have the personnel to cause them the same and more trouble um, that that Monaghan did. Um, but in terms of their attack and player, we're really going to need to be on our game. Um, also for it, but yeah, very exciting. And um, you know, exciting as a supporter, um, because there's only another five or six days, and, and we're getting to see the boys perform again. And exciting for them that um, they, they can get a win, which, like I said, will be a huge confidence boost for them personally. Um, and obviously, the I suppose the ramifications of it in terms of the Division One status is massive. Then. Uh, yeah, definitely, Arne. It's definitely a big game. As you say, it's great to be have football back and only be five or six days away now from another Armagh game. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that Donegal game on Thursday's podcast. We'll be previewing that show. And to finish today's show, we got an exclusive interview with Armagh manager Kieran McGinney and he gave us his thoughts after Armagh's loss on Saturday night. So, Arne, thanks very much for joining us and coming on to discuss the game. Not a problem at all, John. Um, a five-point loss, um, obviously tough result to take, but good performance. Probably didn't reflect the, the effort that we put in, but lost a lot of players during it. The boys were grouped well and got themselves back into it. They were just missing you know, a couple of easy scores down the home straight, like just give throwing the cushion they needed to, to go into the last ball. And then we're down to 14 men, because uh, like, you know, couldn't bring anybody else on. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointing. Like, we, we put a lot into it, like, it's cost us a lot, but we didn't get the result. And I suppose the penalty was the big turning point in the game if he's had it got that. Yeah, it would have given us like, that would have given us like four or five point lead going into the last quarter, like, which is you know, a very different game. But um, you know, they fans are butts. And I suppose a couple of injuries concerns. Um, yeah, we lost five players, uh, you know, also injuries. And like that's a that's a big loss for us, like, you know. Um it's very unlikely that they'll be available for next week. Like they're all very innocuous things, but uh, yeah, very disappointing as I say. But it, the, the performance came at like a high cost. But uh, like it wasn't a dirty game, or it wasn't there weren't bad tackles. It was just very innocuous things that happened. So uh, very disappointed that way. But we just have to regroup and go back at it. And I suppose, as you said, five point defeat. 
but losing your whole full back line for half time, you're bound to be pleased with it too. Plus two of the subs that came on. Yeah. <laughs> so for like um yeah, they, 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 they really showed some tremendous character. Now the young players played well, but like um it's just a very costly performance, like not being at the points, but uh yeah, like at the points, like in secure division one, that'd be brilliant. Like, you know, it's even though like, you know you're gonna be struggling for the rest of the year possibly it still could be worth it, but that's how it goes. On two twenty six across two games, Kieran, um obviously we talk about your firepower all the time, that's good scoring. Yeah, it is like I'm considering like, say what we missed too. You know, we should be putting those other things away, like especially from set uh, pieces like so but just regroup and get get the fellas that are looking at it's gonna be a big ask for them to take against them go here next week. Like, you know, a lot of, He's going to get game time that might not see the comments. So. I suppose next week, Donegal, obviously, you don't want a repeat of last year. Um, no. This is probably a game you're looking forward to. Yeah, no, like it's it's just you, you like your full squad for it, but that's just listening to what's football. We have to go out there and play with what we have. And, um, I still feel like the boys have enough to, to get a result, so hopefully that'll happen. Great, Ian. Thank you for coming on. Cheers. Point number 10. Oh, 